When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Hi, Sean Ross at Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com, FightfulMMA.com. We have Fightful.com. Got a little bit of everything over there for you. If you're not checking out our live coverage of these UFC shows, you are missing out. Wow, my mic just about fell. I would have been missing out on a show then. Uh, <laughs> head over to uh, FightfulMMA.com. Check out our live coverage. We've got hundreds, if not thousands, of comments over there. But if you're watching this on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Fightful or slash FightfulMMABoxing, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. Uh, I know a lot of you watch these live on YouTube.com slash Fightful, but we have news videos, interviews, uh, boxing podcasts, uh, several things of the like over on the YouTube.com slash Fightful MMA Boxing Channel. UFC 243 happened tonight. Uh, last night, however, was Bellator's show. Uh, I want to go through the results of that very quickly. There wasn't really a lot to unpack there. Uh, not a lot of, of highlights, so to speak. There was also Invicta. Uh, it, you know, not, not a whole lot going on over on that end of things. Pearl Gonzalez defeated Brogan Sanchez. Uh, you had... Agapova defeating Marila Santos, Kay Hansen over Nicole Calari, Caliari, Lindsay Van Zant over Shino Van Hoos, Linda Mihalik over Marissa Messer, Belanchia, Hope Chase defeated Megan Colley, and Claire Johnson defeated Jordan Case. We have these full results over at FightfulMMA.com and Bellator 229. Lorenz Larkin won via split decision. Back on the right track, it seems, for him uh, over Andre Koreshkov. Goti Yamuchi defeated Syed Awad with a quick arm bar. Great win for him. Tony Johnson KO'd Joe Schilling, who continues to have a rough go of it. Kerry Melendez got a win over uh, Mandy Polk. Anatoly Tokov defeated uh, Drapinion via TKO. That was a great finish. You had Mukandov defeating Altamimi via unanimous decision. Derek Anderson defeated Guilmerle Vascalonis, who... Um, yeah, that was a pretty one-sided decision there, but uh, that's about the extent of the fights that mattered over on that show. But tonight's show had plenty of fights that didn't matter. Khalid Taha defeated Bruno Silva via submission, arm triangle in round three. Uh, not a, I mean, here's the thing. like So many of these fights didn't matter. If you wanted to watch only the fights that mattered or could conceivably matter... You're spending about 30 minutes on this show, and that's a problem. 
losing Holly Holm hurt a little bit more than I think that anybody realized because that takes a show from about two or three deep to about four deep, maybe five deep. Because when when you've got Holly Holm three or four from the top, that that really adds a little bit. It really helps out a little bit. But alas, she was gone. You know, Khalid Taha uh, taking home that submission. Uh, there were some sloppy ground exchanges here, but Taha ended up taking that and, and emerging victorious. But when you know, at a fight like this, don't mind it. This is a perfectly suitable fight opener. But you got guys on the show who had like three wins. Now, granted, or not three wins, three wins, three fights. But granted, they, they did have extended amateur uh, experience, but. Uh, not not big on the way that this card was constructed, so to speak. There was a spot where Taha almost kicked Silva in the head when he was down. Uh, this was a pretty exciting fight. Uh, Ji Young Kim just slapped up Nadia Kasim, and man, Nadia Kasim, she's something. I'll tell you what, that was a dickheaded attempt to try to kick during a fist bump. That was stupid. And then she got dropped right after by Kim. And then Kim turned up the heat big time and was relentless. Kasim probably should not be fighting in, at flyweight and should move up. She got too tired too fast. Kim swarmed her. And honestly, I'm surprised this didn't get stopped sooner. Kasim got a little bit brave and, and went for broke towards the end. But it, it backfired on her and Kim knocked out her mouthpiece. A couple of outstanding body punches. And Kim has won three of her last four fights. Kasim, I believe, has lost two in a row. And uh, Kasim deserved every bit of it. Reminder, guys, uh, donate a Super Chat any amount. I'll read your statement or question on the air. You can also subscribe to FightfulSelect.com for the pro wrestling end of things. Support us directly. Megan Anderson got a win that she needed really bad. Uh, Zara Fanner just kind of popped in and swung away and got taken down. Anderson got full mount pretty quickly, then got swept, applied a triangle, and went one. Uh, this felt a lot shorter than it actually was, but Megan Anderson needed a win so bad here. I mean, if she didn't win here, I had been talking about pro wrestling, man. I mean, 29 years old, will probably be maybe maybe 30 or turning 30 the next time she fights, and uh, I, I don't mean that she would have been ineffective. The UFC would have kept her around if she won. But you look at her first three fights in the UFC. A loss to Holly Holm. Uh, she had to pull out of the Cyborg fight before that. Then uh, the Kat Zingano fight was... I, I'm not calling it a fluke. I think she beats Kat Zingano if they, they have a fight. But then she got choked out by Felicia Spencer. Just wasn't wasn't good. She needed this win. Because a lot of people look at that Kat Zingano win some sort of way. I don't. I think she beats Zingano. But I would love to see that fight happen uh, again in the future. doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon as Zingano is gone from the UFC. But um, they really the only thing is Amanda Nunes for her. Or whoever the hell the featherweight champion will be at that given time. That's it. And... Felicia Spencer just lost to Cyborg. Cyborg's gone. What are you doing there? Sorensen, maybe? Sorensen's won three of her last four. Maybe her if they, they bring her over. I don't know. I'm glad Megan Anderson got a win. She's going to be an extremely useful resource in uh, MMA. She's She's got a great personality on her as well. 
Brad Riddell defeated Jamie Malarkey via unanimous decision. This was a slapper. That third round was wild. They were chucking and ducking, slugging it out. At this point, uh, they were going for the win and some kind of bonus. Malarkey connected with the best of those wild shots, but then back up on the feet, Riddell returned that favor and just threw until he dropped Malarkey. This is an incredible slugfest in the third. Riddle cracked Mal- or Riddell uh, cracked Malarkey again and tried to look like he was or looked like he was trying to bust uh, Malarkey's ear. That, that was what <laughs> Daniel Cormier kept pointing out. He was like, "Look at the ear! It's about to pop! It's about to pop!" You have to watch this third round, even though this fight doesn't matter that much. Kalen Potter defeating um, Mikey Patolo also does not matter. Unanimous decision victory. Okay. Patolo comes from uh, Contender Series. Potter is now 1-1 one one in the company. Jake Matthews, at, at least he's uh, a good prospect. But I don't know that putting him in there against a 6-1 and one fighter does him very well. I know that Achman had a lot of amateur fights. And I mean a lot. This just isn't good. It's glorified sparring. Jake Matthews gets a win. Good for him. They can keep throwing him on these Australia cards. But this this fight had nobody's interest. Nobody cared about this fight. People cared about Jorgen DeCastro knocking out Justin Taffa. Wow. A lot of this was fought in the clinch early on. This changed that trend of boring fights that happened over the, the previous couple. Uh, and overall, this show got real good. Uh, he... There was, <laughs> Tapa squared up and stepped in, but DeCastro just threw an amazing counter right knockout hand. It just, uh, an amazing counter right hand knockout punch that flattened Tafa. This was one of the best knockouts of the year at heavyweight at the very least. An unbelievable finish. Uh, could be a bonus winner. Uh, I don't know quite yet. Uh, we do have the post fight presser set to stream at fightfulmma.com, so check it out. He wants to fight in December. He wants to change his family's life. Here's the hoping he gets that 50K, man. Uh, you can tell that this meant a lot to him. Tafa had three pro fights going into this. Now I get it. DeCastro had five and somebody's got to win, but three pro fights? My advice to anybody, if you want to be a pro athlete, just get up to 250 pounds, throw your fist at somebody's face, hope it connects three times, and, and, Pray for that UFC offer. 3-0? and That ain't a UFC record. Put them on Contender Series. <clears throat> Diego Lima defeated Luke Jamal via, via split decision. I don't know what a judge was thinking giving that to Luke. What in the hell was going on there? Diego Lima controlled this fight, uh, just swept away <clears throat> with leg kicks, did really well. I, honestly, I didn't even see what, who gave it 29-28 Lima. 94. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Percent of viewers, of fan viewers, had this for Lima, and the other 5% were trolls. Trolls. 84% of those fans had it 30-27. Um, ninety-five percent of media had at thirty twenty-seven Lima. So when you look at that, and eighty-four percent of fans and ninety-five percent of media have at thirty twenty-seven, but not one judge has at thirty twenty-seven Lima. Who are who really doesn't know what they're talking about here? You can't tell me that a solid. Solid 80% of viewers agreed on a scorecard, and they're wrong. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Diego Lima looked really good here. Those leg kicks really changed things up. Uh, that, that low calf leg kick has really changed MMA and allowed strikers to attack legs with a little bit more sp- safety. Sergey uh, Spivak tapped out number 14, Taitu Ivasa. Taitu Ivasa has not improved at all. Since his initial success. Not at all. He got worn down, outclassed, and stomped out here. Tuivasa came into the UFC on a roll. And from my diagnosis, and I don't know the man, seems like he bought his own hype. Hardly a fair diagnosis because I don't know him. But that lack of improvement in his game, no takedown defense, seems to indicate that. Spivak just dragged him down, tapped him out with an arm triangle choke. One of my favorite submissions. Spivak... uh, Evens up his UFC record. Tui Vasa is out of the rankings, out of relevance, and at the at best should get a jobber opening up the next Australia show, whether it's on TV or pay-per-view. Ugh. I'll tell you who should be on that pay-per-view if it happens. Dan Hooker, number 14, toppled number 6, Al Iaquinta. Unanimous decision. I wasn't sure how Iaquinta could emerge victorious in this one. And we're talking about a year ago. Iaquinta just jobbing out Kevin Lee. Barboza jobbing out Hooker. But I didn't see how Iaquinta could win this because I didn't think he could take Hooker down. I really didn't. And then when Iaquinta tried, he got elbowed severely in the cerebellum. When Iaquinta went for that, that he just ate him and ate him and ate him. And his corner even said, "Hey man, you gotta you gotta cut that out, bro." Iaquinta improved in round two a little bit, but still got dropped. Hooker turned it on in round three, and like he needed to, he needed to put an exclamation point on things. Even though he wasn't going to lose this fight or anything, it's still good to go ahead and do that. And when you're number fourteen. And you come into the show, you come into this 18 and 8, so you've had some hardship in your career. You've been at this for a decade, even though you're 29. You gotta put that exclamation point on it. Dan Hooker has now won 6 of 7. I believe he belongs near the top 10. He called out Dan, or Dustin Poirier. I don't know if he, if he should get that fight. I don't know if that's the fight for him. But I, I like him calling out Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier wasn't interested. Not at all. 
I don't want to see him fight Barboza. Just had that. Don't want to see him fight Iaquentin. No. Cerrone, sure, that's a good one. I like the idea of Donald Cerrone against uh, Dan Hooker. Uh, Dan Hooker came into this number 15 uh, on the lightweight rankings, but it, it listed him as 14 on the screen. But I, maybe Oliveira wouldn't mind him to see him fight Oliveira, but um, Paul Felder would be a nice one. Do Do the fight in Australia, though. Do the fight in Australia. I like the idea of putting Holly Holm on an Australia show too. She knocked out Rousey in Australia. It makes a lot of sense. She's, I'm sure she's got some fans about her there. But I, I like Dan Hooker's quick call out. He came out and he said, you know what? I want Dustin Poirier. That's what's up. Jamie Stevenson says, Hooker was superb. Not sure he'll get the Poirier fight. Admire his ambition though. I'm with you, man. I like it. I like it. Stevenson says, Poirier fighting the Irishman. That's what he says, but then immediately after he goes, Cowboy can fight Hooker. I'm just, I'm going to wait around for something that interests me. No? All right, buddy. You do that. You do that. By the way, Carlos will have a podcast on Sunday on the bo- or on the MMA Boxing channel. That's youtube.com slash Fightful MMA Boxing. So uh, make sure you guys check that out. Israel Adesanya jobbed out Robert Whitaker. Man, I thought that Robert Whitaker, and I, I do think Robert Whitaker has it to beat Adesanya. I mean, here's the thing to think about. Robert Whitaker's younger than Adesanya. <laughs> but uh, the first round, not a whole lot happened until the final seconds. Adesanya flattened Robert Whitaker. Didn't even follow up after the horn. He knew, man. He knew. Uh, I was impressed in the second round that Whitaker was able to, to switch up his strikes. He went uh, hook, low kick, and would threaten the head kick but didn't land. It, he he landed one, but it, it got blocked. So now we see this incredible winning streak of Robert Whitaker where he knocked off people like Biggie Rhodes, Clint Hester, Brad Tavares, then stepped up, faced tougher competition like Brunson, Natal, and Uriah Hall, and then put away some of the OGs of this division. Romero twice, Jacare Souza. That's a hell of a run, man. A guy, an under, so some people said was an undersized middleweight. Should be a normal sized middleweight, just doesn't cut that weight. Facing a real big, tall middleweight in Adesanya. But Adesanya threw that shot. Uh, I loved some of the combos he put together to set this up. This was very, very good. Uh, Adesanya, man. He's that guy. He's got that personality. Go check out the interview James Lynch did with him on Fightful where he got stung by a bee or a bee chased him. That was pretty funny. I need to repurpose that video soon. (laughs) Get some more clickety-clacks out of it, yeah? By the way, leave a thumbs up. Subscribe on this video. I'll tell you what I liked about Adesanya. How often these days do you see the champions say, you know what? I want the top contender. I want Paulo Costa. You always got somebody saying, oh, I want some guy that hasn't fought in two or three years. I want this person, yada, yada, yada. Who gives a shit? Israel Adesanya wanted the guy that earned the title shot in Paulo Costa. I loved it. I loved it. More more fighters should do that. Adesanya, 
isn't playing any games. He could have he could have said, John Jones, I want to fight you. Okay. Would, would that have made sense? And would I watch it? You're goddamn right I would watch it. I'd watch it every day of the week. But he called out the next challenger. He called out the guy who earned the title shot. And I got a lot of respect for that. I dig that. Robert Whitaker says, Hey, brothers, I'm 28 years old. I'm not going anywhere. I'll see him soon. I like that. I hope we get uh, Whitaker in the cage first quarter 2020, rather. Would love to see Whitaker take on Gastelum. That makes all the sense in the world, unless you don't want them to go back-to-back like that. You could throw him against Cannoneer. That would make a lot of sense. Uh, Weidman seems like he's gone from the middleweight division. So I would probably rock with Romero, or not Romero. I would probably rock with Adesanya versus Costa, Whitaker versus Romero, or not, god damn, man. Whitaker versus Castellum. Jesus. Overall, I thought this was a pretty good show. I mean, I got, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Covering MMA is a, quick way to make you a casual MMA fan. When you have to sit through so many low-level bad fights, sometimes in Bellator, sometimes in UFC, and you know a lot of people complain about the WrestleMania runtime on the wrestling side of things. Six, seven hours, that's every Saturday for a UFC show. Every Saturday for a UFC show. Man. So that's what we got going on now. Uh, I will be here on the MMA channel doing a quick preview of next weekend's show. Yan Jacek versus Watterson at uh, UFC Fight Night Tampa. We got Weidman versus Reyes in a couple of weeks. Good series of shows happening. Uh, Cub Swanson and Cron Gracie. That's a hell of a fight. It's a fun fight. Mackenzie Dern is on next week's show. Tim Elliott and Davidson Figueredo. Eric Anders fights. You got J.J. Aldrich on that show. A decent little show next weekend. Guys, please remember, leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe. We are on podcast platforms everywhere. And FightfulMMA.com is where to go. We're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.